0: Hello, history nerds and historians. I'm Christina. And this is up mythological informational session episode thing. I, I don't know. This is where we usually talk about a little tidbit from history or mythology. It's super fucked up. But today we're going to talk about that still, but also about just like how confusing myths can be all together. Um, I was initially going to put a shorter blurb about this at the end of my Cupid and Psyche episode, but that one was already like really long, like over 45 minutes. And um, I I just I didn't want to do that to you. So um, I tabled it and I thought I'll like, I'll do it again at that point. Um, But right after that, I bought an ancient Greek vase replica on eBay, because um, I have like collection, obsessive personality, like Addictive personality, or whatever it's called, where like I don't do drugs, but I collect a lot of things uh, and I'm like addicted to collecting a lot of those things. Um, so I have a a slowly growing like Greek base collection that I display in my home. And, um, I bought one on eBay and the seller threw in this like dish replica. Um, I'm usually pretty good at being able to figure out the stories that the art is portraying, but this one I could not figure out. It is, um, it's going to be the, the like thumbnail picture if you want to look at it Um or I can also like put it on my Instagram I guess but um this shows two Spartans um, pointing their spears at a woman who is looking into a box and there's also a bird so I googled it and uh, I found a vase that had the same exact artwork and I got like super excited because I thought that it would the description would like tell what it was and the description literally just said woman with box and bird <clears throat> Thanks Google, <laughs> thanks Obama. So, um, I took to Facebook and like one of my friends thought that it was depicting Helen. Um, he was like the face that launched a thousand ships being born, and I was like, <sighs> okay, uh, I thought Helen was born when Zeus raped Leda in the form of a swan, and then like that night she also slept with her husband. She laid two eggs, which hatched Helen, Clytemnestra, Castor, and Pollux. and and. So like I don't think that's what this plate is depicting. And my friend was like, "No, I-, I thought Zeus chased down the nymph Nemesis, and to escape him, she turned herself into a goose. And Zeus like was on phase and he turned himself into a swan and he raped her, and and then she lays an egg that Leda comes into possession of. Then Leda keeps the egg in a box, and later it hatches, and it's like Helen of Sparta, later of Troy, and then again of Sparta. And and I was like, that is not the myth that I know." what is happening? (laughs) So I took to Google again and Helen has multiple birth stories. Um, It's always from an egg and is always raised by Lita. But beyond that, they differ. So um, I do think that that might be what this plate depicts. But it's a great example of how all of the stories and, and how like sometimes there are different origins, depending on the source. I feel like I've heard of the nemesis myth before. But like what comes to mind for me is the Leda story, whereas for my friend, what comes to mind for her when she thinks of Helen is the story of nemesis. So we're going to go even further with this. And to do that, we're going to talk about the beginning of the world as told by the Greeks and the origin of one of the most beloved goddesses. So I'm going to do my best, but this might get confusing. And I don't anticipate everybody liking this episode. <laughs> so Hesiod, one of the earliest Greek poets wrote in his Theogony that in the beginning of time, there was only chaos. And then from chaos came Gaia, Mother Earth, then came Erebus, god of darkness, and Nyx, goddess of night. And together they had Ether, god of light, and Hemera, goddess of day. But Gaia became extremely lonely and created herself a husband, Oronos, or also known as Uranus, the cosmos, and cause of laughter for many children and some adults. And together they had a whole host of children including the 12 Titans, the three Cyclopses, and three Hecanses. Hmm. And the three Hecaton Kairas, which I'm probably saying wrong. But they had 100 arms and 50 heads and, and were hated the most by Uranus. Uranus didn't let his children emerge from their mother. Once they were born, he forced them back into Gaia and they never saw the sun or, or the light. And and Uranus pressed himself against her so hard that Gaia couldn't even move. And she was always oppressed under her uh, husband's son. Husband slash son? I, I mean, like... Mythology is is weird, and it's a lot of of incest. So like, don't think too hard about that one, because you're just going to get grossed out. So Gaia then created Flint and came up with a wicked plot to get back at her husband slash son. So all of her children balked (laughs) in fear when she told them her plan, except for Cronus, who was the youngest of the Titans who hated his father the most. So Cronus sat in wait. And when Uranus was ready to be with his wife in a marital way, Cronus emerged and castrated his father, throwing his manly bits into the ocean. Uranus was shocked and in pain, and he immediately withdrew himself from Gaia and took his place, distanced from her forever in the cosmos, where he still resides today. But where his blood fell, new children sprang forth from Gaia. There were the Furies, the Giants, and the Malai, which are tree nymphs. But the castrated manly bits that Cronos threw into the ocean, mixed with the sea foam, And from that, Aphrodite, the goddess of love, was emerged. So, you know, those paintings where it like shows her in a clamshell looking all sexy and beautiful. That depicts, that depicts the story, the birth of Venus, also birth of Aphrodite. But, um. Does not depict what happened about five minutes beforehand. That there's like a, a castrated dick just like floating in the water behind. her um, And I'm sad that that's not a part of the story. But if you're familiar with my Cuban and Psyche episode, which like if you aren't, what are you doing with your life? you listen to it now. Why are you listening to this before you listen to that? Like, are you crazy? Um, you might be thinking, okay. So I hear what you're saying. Castrated manly bits is very entertaining, but um, in that story. Venus slash Aphrodite was the daughter of Jupiter slash Zeus. So what's the truth here? Because it seems that she's actually the the daughter by proxy um, of of Uranus. So what's happening? But just like Helen, she has multiple origin stories. So here goes another one. It begins the same. Chaos, Gaia, Uranus, lots of Titans and monster babies, castrated manly bits into the ocean, but no Aphrodite coming from the sea foam. Those manly bits just sat there, in the ocean, I don't know, got like eaten by a fish or something. And that's how we got Aquaman. I don't know. That's not important. That's not what we're here to talk about. The story continues on. Cronus became king of the Titans. He married his sister, Rhea, because again, incest is common in mythology. Don't think about it too hard. They had six children together, Hestia, Hades, Demeter, Poseidon, Hera, and Zeus. But there was a prophecy that said one of Cronus's children would overthrow him. And knowing what he did to his father... And wanting to keep his own manly bits, he proceeded to eat his first five children. Yeah, cannibalism is a thing in mythology. Don't think about it too hard. Rhea was always a little frustrated by Kronos's choice of snacks. Um, She didn't like becoming a vending machine. So she tricked her husband when Zeus was born and gave him a swaddled rock, which he like, didn't even look at. He just gulped it down and was none the wiser. Rhea... Hid Zeus in a cave to be raised either by his grandmother Gaia or some nymphs, depending on the version that you read. But we're not going to go into those different versions. He was just in a cave with somebody, okay? Zeus grew up strong. He confronted his father. He freed his siblings, which led to the Titanomachy, the War of the Titans, which is not like the movie at all, which led to the overthrowing of Kronos and Zeus becoming king of the gods. And as king, he was a little bit of a slut. Um you know, he put King Henry the eighth to shame. And uh, one of his conquests was a woman named Dion. She was actually a, a, like an early earth mother goddess. She wasn't mortal. Um, And together they had Aphrodite. So those are her two stories. Uh, Which one is correct? It depends on what story you're telling. And it depends on uh, if you need a, a daddy figure or not, I guess, but Let's go even further. Let's talk about Eros Cupid, who has four birth stories that I found. So he was born from chaos with Gaia as like, you know, love into the world immediately. He was also in some stories born from the sea foam with Aphrodite slash Venus as her male equal. So she was the female embodiment of love and he was the male embodiment of love. There's also the version where he was born from Aphrodite slash Venus, was her longtime consort and not husband, uh, Ares slash Mars, the god of war. Um, also, the last story that I can find was born from the union of the god of abundance, Porus, and the goddess of poverty, Penia. After you know a, a party, they slept together. She got pregnant, and 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 love was born from it. So. I mean, all this to say mythology is really fucking confusing. It continues on like this. But why, oh, great muses, why is it like this? Well, we have to remember that mythology was an oral tradition for generations and people would like spin their own tales to teach lessons or explain things or just make it convenient to have certain people or deities come in and, and add issues or solve problems there's this whole theme in greek plays called like deus es machina which means god of the machine where at the very end like a god would descend from mount olympus and solve all the problems and place everything in like a neat little box with a bow and if you read homer's iliad or the Odyssey, these long passages that mention a bunch of people who apparently fought in the Trojan War. And that was so long ago, if it even happened at all that like, we can't know for sure if those people were actually there. So it's believed that as stories were retold over generations before Homer wrote it down, people would add family members into the story to connect their family to like, the great warriors of Greece, like, Oh, yeah, your great, 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 great grandfather fought alongside Achilles, he held his shield, like whatever, you know, um, that just became canon, even if they weren't actually there. And like in the case of Cupid and Psyche, it's convenient for Cupid to be able to go and tattle on Venus to her father and fix up all the problems and put it in a box with a neat little bow at the end. So he can continue with his uh super toxic relationship with Psyche. But if in that case we followed the theogony myth that had her emerge from the sea foam, I mean, what would he do? Go to the beach and shake his fist at the sea foam and be like, my mom is being so mean. I mean, all the water would do is wave at him. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, And this doesn't just apply to like classical mythology, which is the Greek and Roman myths. Um, This applies to all mythology. She uses examples because I already had them in mind after my Cuban and Psyche myth. Um, Also, I mean, in Sparta, because they valued war, Aphrodite was goddess of love and war. So she was more like a Freya than she was the, you know, Greek one who just like sort of just fucked a bunch of people. So all this to say when retelling a myth, there's sometimes contradicting information between the sources. One isn't more right over the other. It's just like a different way of telling it. So when you're trying to tell a story, um, and by your I mean I, um, I pick the one that makes the most sense or like fits the narrative that you're creating. Edith Hamilton does a great job demonstrating this in her book *Mythology: Timeless Tales of Gods and Heroes*. Um, at the beginning of one of her tales about Atlanta. She says that Ovid and Apollodorus wrote a virgin, Hesiod wrote a small section, Homer references her in the Iliad, and she followed mostly Apollodorus because Ovid is only good occasionally, um, and and verges on like ridiculous at times when she tells, like when he tells the story of Atalanta. Um, So together, by taking all these stories, she makes a concise story. Um, If people telling these stories. And by people, I mean me, if I sat down and recounted every possible storyline or origin, I would never be able to actually tell a story because I would not be able to ever stop researching it. Um, And if I actually did reach an endpoint, all the nuances would get so confusing. The story wouldn't even make sense at the end of the day. Probably like this podcast. (laughs) Oh, man. When I when I tell my myths, I have like, my go to sources, but I also utilize a lot of Google. I also utilize, uh, you know, just different retellings that I've heard. Um, I read a lot of mythology. So I often pull it from memory as well, too. So if I ever tell a myth, that is different from the version that you are familiar with, share your version of it, or, or just like enjoy a different viewpoint and continue to expand your horizons when it comes to mythology. If you have like a retelling of a myth that I have told and your retelling is completely different, I would love to hear it. You can email it to me and I will incorporate it into a podcast at some point because I think that that shit is amazing. So all that to say, thank you so much for listening today. If there's a story from history or mythology that you would like to hear me talk about, please message me or, you know, reach out in any way, shape or form. My email is fdipistry at gmail.com. I'm also at afterpistry on all the socials. If you enjoyed listening to me talk and want to hear more about things that are not nearly as confusing, probably, (laughs) hopefully, um, please consider subscribing or leaving a review. And remember, history might be watching you. So don't fuck it up. But even if you do fuck it up, it'll probably be very confusing anyway. And and we might never even know. So (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) Bye.